Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take Podcast. My name is... Mike Brown coming to you live here on Spotify Green Room for what is the sixth to last show of the year. Uh, hopefully, we'll uh, we'll have a great crowd here on Spotify Green Room. I'm looking to talk to every single one of you. Hit that request to speak button. Um, interesting game tonight. Uh, I know that there's a lot of fans out there. Sean's starting it off. The tank goes on forever and the party never ends. I mean, I guess. I mean, you just lost to the Sacramento Kings on your home court. Uh, tough game. It, it A lot of positives to tonight. Um, there is one thing that I do want to make sure I bring up. It's an important note that this is now the second game in the row 
tonight against Sacramento, against the Spurs, where the Rockets had a chance to tie it or win it on a three at the end. And Jalen Green did not touch the ball on either one of those possessions. Absolutely inexcusable offense by the Houston Rockets. It's a learning moment, but it is something to take note of that tonight's last possession featured Kevin Porter Jr. dribbling the ball for eight seconds and then passing it off to Josh Christopher, who shot a three and missed everything. So uh, not a big deal. Uh, I know that there's a lot of happy people out there that the Rockets fall to 20 and 57. Uh, So that's 77 games in, five games left. Uh, Breaking down the box score from tonight, uh, Usman Garuba had a decent game, 8.7 rebounds. Jay Sean Tate, 7.6 rebounds. Garrison Matthews, uh, who, in all honesty, in the last 10 to 15 games, has played like absolute hot dog water. Um, I haven't used that phrase on the show in a while, so it felt pretty good, felt pretty natural. So uh, hot dog water tonight for Garrison Matthews, one of five from the field. The backcourt for the Rockets was the opposite of hot dog water. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr., 30 points, 12 assists, 10 rebounds. Played really well this game. You got to give credit where credit is due. Jalen Green with another monster game, 32 points. Uh, What did he have? He only had two assists, two rebounds, but he tore Sacramento up. Great to see from Jalen Green. Bruno Fernando impressed tonight, 17 points, 10 rebounds, two assists. So phenomenal performance by him. K.J. Martin, 11 points, six rebounds. For the rest of the season, the last five games, it's not even close, y'all. K.J. Martin should be starting over Jay Sean Tate. Not even a question in my eyes. Josh Christopher, six points. He was an impressive plus 16 when he was on the court tonight. He only shot the ball. He didn't shoot the ball, I should say, particularly well. But good performance from him tonight. Deshaun Nix, who has looked okay, but really nothing to write home about. Uh, had four points in 18 minutes on the court. Uh, Alperen Sengun, day-to-day with an injury. Hopefully he can make it back for next game, as obviously having Alpi out there would make what the Rockets are doing that much more uh, impressive. Uh, but good for the Rockets tonight. They made both camps happy. They look competitive, and they found a way to lose the game. Uh, to update everybody up to the minute on where the tankathon. Uh, stands the Rockets are 20 and 57 with five games left. Oklahoma City Thunder 22 and 54. Uh, so the Rockets are by far the worst team in the Western Conference by uh, what appears to be uh, two games, uh, which is, I guess, important to some people out there. Uh, you look at the Eastern Conference, the Magic are 20 and 57, and the Pistons are 20 and 56. So those three teams have. Three uh, are the Rockets are tied with those two other teams, the Pistons and the Magic, for the worst record in the league. And while some of you get a kick out of talking about the Tankathon and all this stuff, it sucks. I hate doing it. But that's what you guys want us to talk about. That's what we're going to talk about here at the Dream Take. We give our listeners what they want to hear. 
And if you were once again, live here on Spotify green room, and you would like to talk about the draft, you want to talk about the game tonight. You want to talk about uh, Jalen green. You want to talk about Kevin Porter jr. You want to talk about the final four. I don't care what you want to talk about. It is open lines Wednesday. You hit that request to speak button. I will bring you up on stage and we can chop up anything you guys want to talk about. Um, but quick shout out to, um, Hey, all of you guys, you know, we only have five games left in the year. We're going to do this quite a bit over the next couple games, but massive thank you to our awesome fans who have vibed with us the entire year from literally game one until now, two straight years of doing a podcast after every single game is something that nobody else is doing in the podcast game here for the Houston Rockets. So we appreciate y'all vibing with us every single night. We are here to entertain you guys, talk Rockets basketball, be a therapist for you, do whatever the hell you need us to do. Uh, But we appreciate y'all so much. Um, And, you know, we look forward to many a more show. So uh, we appreciate y'all very much. Um, Looking ahead to the rest of the season. Now it appears that the Rockets have fully uh, gone ahead and shut down uh, Eric Gordon, Christian Wood, Dennis Schroeder uh, for the rest of the season, which it's about time. I mean, I, we can go ahead and, and all, I think, agree to that, that this has been a long time coming. Um, and look, man, tonight, did I want the Rockets to win tonight? Yes. I've said it, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I don't watch these games to, to, for us to lose. You know, the if you're a diehard fan, like everybody, you know, I see Tobias, I see, you know, Broadwick, I see Lucas, I see Sean, Corey, like all of you guys are diehard fans, right? You listen to this show religiously. I know you watch the games, you know, Shane, Ryan, uh, Adam, everybody, James, everybody who comes onto the show that I can just rattle off. You guys watch this team to win games. And looking at the rest of this season, is it in the best interest of the Rockets to lose these games? Yes, it is. But I bring you back to just last season when the Rockets were the worst team in the league by five games. They lost five more games than the second worst team in the league. And yet they still didn't get the number one pick in the draft. That's why it's not worth me getting into Twitter fights with whoever on Rockets Twitter about that fact, because it's simply not worth it because they have their mindset on you know what? We, you know, give us the best chance to get the most bing bong balls. Give us a chance to get the number one pick in the draft. Like, okay. Like, whatever. You know? Like, talk to any legitimate fan out there. And I see a couple of y'all in there now. Edward, I hate to lose. It creates a losing culture. Uh, Lucas, I don't know if I can take another 20, you know, win season. Yeah, fam, me too. Another 20-win season, and I honestly might have to hang up my podcast uh, Ric Flair Rogue forever if y'all are picking up what I'm putting down. I just, I can't do it, man. You know, if we go into another offseason, and we'll talk about the offseason and, you know, what I want the Rockets to accomplish and what Jeremy wants the Rockets to accomplish and what y'all want the Rockets to accomplish, you know, when we actually get into the offseason. But I'll give you guys a quick sneak peek of it. 
make this team better. And what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is the Rockets, I would say, after looking at the numbers, did quite well in last season's draft. Or in last year's draft, I should say. You couldn't ask for them to realistically do much better. You get Usman Garuba that I, I don't know what the ceiling for Garuba is. I said it last show that I think it's Carl Landry uh, because Carl Landry was a nice player, carved out a decent career for himself in, uh, in the NBA, but he was never a superstar. I don't think Garuba is going to be a superstar. I don't think Josh Christopher is going to be a superstar. I think he's going to be a very, very nice player, but they, they made this team better. You know, I, I ask anybody that's listening to the show right now, I'll pose this question. Would you guys right now rather have Garrison Matthews or Armani Brooks? Because I think honestly getting rid of Armani Brooks made this team worse versus keeping Garrison Matthews. I think as the season has gone on more and more of the flaws of Garrison Matthews game has come out. Armani Brooks Never tried to be anything that he wasn't. I feel like Garrison Matthews is trying to do that now. Garrison Matthews just needs to be a knockdown shooter. Like that's his that's his niche in the NBA. If he wants a, a tenured career in the NBA, Armani Brooks knows exactly what gets his bread buttered, and that is the corner three, getting himself open, hitting the open shot. Garrison Matthews right now is just trying to do way too much, you know. 28 minutes, one of five from the, from the field. He was a minus 19, the worst plus minus on the team. And Jay Sean Tate, Jay Sean Tate has been, I don't know what the hell is going on with Jay Sean Tate. Uh, but tonight in negative 19 while on the court, the last five games of the season needs to be the KJ Martin show in the starting lineup. And tonight I'm watching Kevin Porter Jr. and and Jalen Green vibe on the court together was pretty fun. I mean, the the thought about KJ or the thought of Kevin Porter Jr. not being able to be a star in this league and not a superstar, I would say a star. I think Kevin Porter Jr. has all of the makings of a, a borderline second level, more of a third level type of star in this league. Because the kid can just do it all. You know, the, 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 what is it called? What am I thinking of? The play where he brought the ball up the court, threw it behind his back, and then no look, dimed it, not pennied it, not nickeled it, but dimed it to Usman Garuba, who finished it with a nice layup. And I say a nice layup, like a guy like Usman Garuba being able to run the court like that and finish at the rim is not as easy as it seems. There's not a lot of guys who can lead that type of break like a, a Kevin Porter Jr. Watching him play tonight was a treat, but you also have to take it with a grain of salt. Davion Mitchell for the, the Kings ate the Rockets alive tonight. And so... Edward says draft is a lottery. It's moronic to believe that we will be better with a draft pick rookies and lack of defense is the best recipe to hot dog water. I feel like we need t-shirts made here at the dream take of 
hot dog water. I don't know what we're going to do there, but stay tuned. Uh, I will definitely think of something in the off season to get the hot dog water vibes going. <laughs> um, but I mean, Edward makes a really good point and it's a mentality that teams take on way too much in professional sports for me. And I'll expand it a little bit beyond basketball because to be honest with y'all, I mean, we we've talked about, you know, we've talked about the, the rocket. I mean, tonight was fun, um, you know, but I want to expand it a little bit. I want to look at professional sports as a whole, right? So many teams out there take the tanking mentality. Give me one team. I, I, I challenge anybody listening right now on Spotify Green Room, come up on stage, you can chat, whatever. Give me one team where tanking has resulted in either A, a championship, or B, a long run of relevancy. Like true tanking, right? I mean, strip it down like the Rockets have done and resulted in longstanding relevancy. And let's keep it in the NBA, right? Give me an NBA team where this has worked. Stripped it down and built it up strategically through the draft. Right? Like, done it in the draft. And and Sean makes a good point. I'll I'll give you the Thunder. The Thunder are one team. I'll give you a second team. It's the Phoenix Suns. Right? But the Thunder teams. Now, they had a long run of relevancy with Durant, with Westbrook, with Harden. They had a nice run. Okay? I'll give you that. They didn't win a championship. The Suns are in the middle of this run. Now, they made it to a finals, but they didn't win. The way you win in today's NBA is you have to have top flight talent at multiple positions. Multiple positions. Think about that, y'all. The team who won the NBA finals last year, the Milwaukee Bucks, drafted Giannis, acquired Chris Middleton, and then acquire, or excuse me, drafted Chris Middleton and then had to acquire Drew Holiday. And that's not easy, man. You know, like the people who are screaming from the rooftops of build this through the draft, build this through, you know, try and hit on as many draft picks as you can, acquire as many draft picks as you can. None of that, those draft picks are going to matter. If you're not drafting legitimate top flight talent, not even drafting, not if, if you don't acquire draft top flight talent, be honest with yourselves, right? Be honest with yourselves. Do, you, do, any, of the, do any of you honestly believe that Chet Holmgren, Paolo Boncaro, or Jabari Smith in the next three years will be a top 10 player in the NBA? Think about that. I don't think I've seen that question posed anywhere. After being drafted, within three years, do you envision Paulo Boncaro, Chet Holmgren, or uh, Jabari Smith to be top 10 NBA talent or close to top 10 NBA talent? I'll tell you this right now. I think in two years, Jalen Green could be fringe top 
10 NBA talent. Will he definitively be top 10 talent? I'm not going to guarantee that. Not going to guarantee that at all. But you see the progression in just a year for Jalen Green. You're going to tell me next year that it's out. It's crazy to think that Jalen Green could be a 25 a night type of score. I mean, right now he's averaging 16 points a game in his first year. He's not even 21 years old yet in a season where he's probably going to put on 15 pounds of muscle somewhere between 10 and 20 pounds of muscle. I'd like it to be right around 13 to 15 pounds of muscle. If he can put that on, you don't think that next year this guy has everything needed to be a top 10 to 12 player in the league. I think he could be right there. You know, I think on a team that's definitely going to be, uh, you know, on a team where he's going to be one of the focal points, obviously, I don't think that's out of the realm of craziness. Chet Holmgren, I don't think will be a top 10 to 15 player. We'll call it 10 to 15 player. I don't think, I don't think he's going to be a top 10 to 15 player in three years in the league. I don't think Paulo Boncaro will be. I think out of the three, Jabari Smith has the best odds at it. So if you're the Rockets approaching this offseason, why not do everything in your power to go get a De'Aaron Fox? De'Aaron Fox is a fringe top 15 type of talent. So that's one of the things I'm looking at tonight is – and this, and it's not going to be a sexy take. It's this is not going to be something that people are going to look at and be like, Michael, you know, you're you're just hating, you're just being negative. And it's the premise of your backcourt balled out tonight. Yes, they still couldn't beat the Kings at home. And I get it, right? I totally get it. If if Alper and Shangun was playing tonight, do they win? Yeah, probably. You know, probably. But while the vibes are great and everybody wants to talk about the new hot, sexy thing on Rockets Twitter is the vibes are immaculate. I saw somebody throw out tonight the vibes were immaculate about what was going on in the court. You just lost to Sacramento at home. This season has honestly beat the living hell out of me as a Rockets fan. I mean, watching, I mean, I haven't watched every single game this year because I do still have somewhat of a social life. You know, just like Jeremy, we've all taken off nights. But I would say both of us have easily watched 65-plus games this year out of the 75. We haven't missed more than 10 games. How are you not beaten down as a Rockets fan at this point? How do you not watch these games and for the most part just say, like, this sucks, man. They were trying to grab at straws of looking at what this team did playing against Sacramento. And you lost to Sacramento at home, gave up 121 points. Our broadcast team is applauding the fact that the Rockets, quote, put the clamps on Davion Mitchell in the second half. Dude still had 24 points and you gave up 121 overall to the Kings. Don't you dare come to me and say that the vibes are immaculate on that type of performance. That's a hot dog water take. So look, man, I, and, and I said it earlier this year, I'll say it again. While I love watching Jalen green play basketball, 
while I love watching what's going on between KPJ and Jalen and, you know, watching the young guys vibe right now, I've used that word a lot tonight. Vibe, I apologize if it's come off as annoying. But, you know, I'm ready for this season to be over. You know, I've seen what I need to see going into the offseason. I'm not going to learn anything new over the next five games. I'm not going to all of a sudden think to myself, hmm, didn't know that. I know that Garrison Matthews should not be on this team next year. They should use him as a trade asset and as salary filler in a deal this offseason for whatever they can get. I know that K.J. Martin should be starting on this team. I know that the veterans should be locked down for the rest of the year. Appreciate y'all. Y'all did, you know, a, a overall pretty mediocre at best job this season. So congrats to y'all. I know for a fact that Jalen Green is going to be a superstar in this league. I know for a fact that if the Rockets can upgrade the point guard position in the offseason to get a true ball distributor on a night in and night out basis, they should do it, which also doesn't take away from the fact that I absolutely want Kevin Porter Jr. on this team moving forward, and they should sign him to an extension this offseason. So all of those things can be true. And you know what? For the last five games, the Rockets are, uh, they play Sacramento again inside a Toyota Center on Friday. They play Minnesota at home on Sunday. Then they go to Brooklyn on Tuesday. uh, So a week from yesterday. And then go wrap up on Sunday, a week from Sunday against the Atlanta Hawks. And we have time for one quick caller, good friend of the show. Sean, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? I'm doing great. What's too up? Bad. It's a, too bad it's a loss, but it's all right. Um, you, re- I, you really want to extend Porter in the offseason and not let it ride for yes. one more year. Absolutely. He's earned it. He's earned it. What has he done? Let me ask you a question. If I told you they signed him to a four-year, $40 million extension, and he was not the starting point guard next year, would you take that? Yeah, depending on who the starting point guard is. That's my point. That's my point. Is Look, man, ever since you acquired him, I mean, he's, he had 30 points tonight. There's not many guys in the league that can go up and put a 30 spot up on the, on the scoreboard. Like, it's not easy to find those types of guys. I think if, if you gave him truth serum, he would tell you he's not a point guard. He's playing out of position. You know? Yeah. Why? Well, then, then who is that point guard? Do you challenge the Cavs to see if they actually want to pay the tax next year and go make an offer to Sexton in the offseason? No, I'll tell, you who, uh, I'll tell you who I like a lot. Dennis Schroeder. Give me a, give me an argument against Dennis Schroeder being the starting point guard for the team next year. Besides age, I mean, what he doesn't fit the mold. Okay, he's not a young guy. Okay, no problem. You get rid of John Wall. You get rid of Eric Gordon. You get rid of whoever else. I mean, Dennis Schroeder is a ball distributor. He's a playmaker. He's a veteran presence. It seems like the guys get along well with him. There's one name. Yeah. I mean, you can do that. I guess it depends on what they actually get in the draft. And did they actually get a four or a five or is it, 
you know, an Ivy, like all it, these things all really depend down. on who, what, where that pick comes in. But right. I mean, if it's the number one pick, they're obviously not going point guard. I mean, no. I, I don't know. I, I honestly, if they get the number one pick, I have no idea where they're going to go with that pick. None. I mean, I know what I, what, I know what I want them to do, but th- there's not a, there's not a blueprint of what you would go for. I, and I, I, I'll tell you this. I don't think it would be Boncaro at one. I think you could rule that out because I don't feel, because you already have, he's a power forward, right? You already have that. You already have yeah. two of those guys. You actually have three of those guys already on the roster. You already have, yeah. uh, what's it? You already have Garuba. You already have Wood and you already have Shangun. And I know they want to play Shangun at the five. To me, Shangun is more of a power forward. He's not a five. He's not a rim protector. I equate a center with a rim protector, right? So I think you could rule Boncaro out. It would either be Holmgren or Smith. I would go Smith. That's Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I, I, I'm honestly, I'm not even sure I really either want Holmgren or Smith. That's why I wanted them to see them win games. Like, that's why I'm more mad they've lost to the Spurs and the Kings because at the end of the day, if they fell to five or six or seven, I actually probably wouldn't be that sad because then they're not going to, they're going to get a, I think you're going to get someone at six, seven, or eight that's going to be as good as anybody who's going to get drafted in the top four. Ooh, it's an interesting take by you. I don't hate I, it though. I, I mean, I, I mean, at the end of the day, like really, do, do you want to, hope that Jabari Smith or Holmgren or Bancaro is the guy you build around, or would you rather wind up with Keegan Murray and, you know, trade wood and your Nets pick and see if uh, Portland will give you one of their lottery picks and you wind up with Eason or, or, or Jalen Duran, you know, something like that. And to basically have a new, you know, front court. Like to me, I I look at Eason and Murray and, and I see two guys who I think can, now, I mean, people may have thought of them as tweeners like 10 years ago, but their build and athleticism makes them the perfect like wing players that you would need the that are large, can play, you know, have the ability to play defense and score from anywhere in the court that would give a guy like Green or Porter Jr. or anybody else running the point guard position just a ton of options in the open court, but... Yeah, I mean, and we're gonna we're gonna wrap the show up here in a, in a second, Sean. But um, I, I don't disagree with you, man. I mean, we'll, we'll get into everything draft as soon as the season's over. Um, but we look forward to hearing from you on Friday, my man. Yep. Thanks, Sean. It's better. Oh Thanks. God, you, between you and I, we can only hope so. We can only hope. <laughs> anyway, this has been another episode of SB Nations, the Dream Shakes, the Dream Take podcast. Like. We just said we will be back live here on Friday after another Sacramento Kings-Houston Rockets game here on Spotify Green Room. If you're on Twitter, make sure to follow the mothership of the dream. Take Dream Shake at Dream Shake SBN. You can follow us at the Dream Take at the Dream Take. You can follow my co-pilot, Jeremy Brenner, at Jeremy Brenner. You can follow me at BSW Podcast underscore MB. If you're on Facebook, search the Dream Shake. Give us a like there as well. Finally, head on over to thedreamshake.com every day that ends in Y to check out all of the incredible 
writing of all of our fantastically, amazingly awesome staff. Uh, once again, your unhappy final from inside of Toyota Center. Rockets lose 121-118. Tip off 7 o'clock on Friday. We'll see you guys here on Spotify Green Room at approximately 9.30 Central Time. Until next time, Rockets fans, go Rockets! Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello, I'm Neelai Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts.